Welcome to Make It Plain from Make Plain Jesus Ministries featuring Pastor James Bryan, where we take biblical truths in everyday situations and break them down to be as plain as possible. So, stay tuned and enjoy the broadcast. Welcome everybody to the latest episode of Make It Plain. As always, we're excited for you to join us and And this is a privilege for us because we like to share different topics and things that will help you from a practical perspective and, of course, from a Christian viewpoint. But we want to make sure that you hear good news and you hear things that will help you deal with life situations. And today is no different. I am excited and you guys should be, too. We have a special guest that's going to be part of this podcast. And and I'm going to say she's famous. I really don't know how famous she is, but I. She has a couple of books out. She has some ebooks out. And, and, and unlike us, she's living in a warm place called Florida. And so good for her. And I'm going to introduce Dr. April Brown. And I just want to give her a chance to say hello and, and just tell everybody real quick. I'm going to give you more time, but just say hello and just tell them just like two minutes of who you are. Oh, okay, thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. And I love being here. So my name is Dr. April Brown, and I am a relationship, intimacy, and mental health therapist. And I really focus on intimacy and intimacy in the sense of being intimate with your partner, intimacy with yourself, and that spiritual intimacy and how all three connect. That is what I focus on. Excellent. Excellent. And so you can tell already based on her description of of, uh, what she does and where her focus is, this is going to be a great podcast. I'm excited about it. So real quick, tell everybody else that may be listening or may not be listening, text them real quick to tune in and make sure they hear this episode. So Dr. April, um, just a quick joke. Um, At the, um, the church where I go, we have another person who just got their PhD. And guess what her first name is? April. April. Right, exactly. So I know that when it gets to the point that um, we air this, I got to make sure I let her know that Dr. April, not her, but this Dr. (laughs) April is on there. So that's going to be quite interesting. So tell me a little bit about how you were driven to this, this whole focus on intimacy. What's that passion about or what was the genesis of it? Can you give me some understanding? Oh, the genesis of it is it's what God told me to do. Okay. Okay. So previously at a, lo- at a longer time ago, I was actually an accountant. Oh. Working numbers okay. and doing that. And God spoke to me and said, you know, April, give that job up, stay home. And I was like, oh my gosh, what do you want me to do? And he actually <laughs> told me to go back to school to think about counseling. And I was like, I don't know. I don't really like people. But I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to provide an opportunity and I'm going to take one test and, <laughs> and apply to one school. <laughs> if I get in, I gave yeah. a small opportunity. <laughs> so when it comes to intimacy, he put in my heart that I was working with couples, but there was something missing. Mm-hmm. And he's felt like, you know, intimacy is into me, you see. It's that bond. Okay. And it's that bond of being truly present, not only with your partner but also with yourself and with your higher power. Uh And how, if you have all three present, what an amazing fulfillment that is. And so teaching people that, you know, it's it's really important. So that's kind of where that comes from. 
and it's funny to me. I, I always think it's funny when I talk to different people. And it's and I, I always joke about this that God has a sense of humor because he always takes people who really don't want to be around people or do things right. and put them right in the front forefront <laughs> where they're dealing with people all the time. But yes. the great so I, that's why I had to laugh when you said that. That is actually so funny. Yeah, well, and I think now with so much technology, people are losing that intimate moment. That is true. So let's talk about that a little bit more. So, you know, we've had this, this time period called the pandemic period, and, and then um, people are trying to bust out of their homes to be outside and do everything right now. But talk a little bit about some of the challenges that, that happened during that time and, and the relationship issues that developed because people were not able to go through what they considered normal. So I think the first challenge is that people were so busy. Mm -hmm. And so we slow down. And then when you slow down and you don't have as much distraction, sometimes people start to say, oh my gosh, they started to look into themselves uh-huh. and realizing that some things they wanted to change, some things they didn't like, or some things they just was fed up with. Mm-hmm. So um, that happened. Um, and then with, with some of the stress of what's going on, people relied on other things. So of course, alcoholism and a variety of other addictions, you know, sped up. Right. In the sense of relationships, people were stuck at home, right. you know? Right. Right. Yes, right. yes, with right. this person <laughs> day in and day out, and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> For many relationships, it didn't make it. Some of them were able to find a way of making it and some did not, or some decided, you know, we need to figure out how we can work together. So what I think it did was that it brought a lot of awareness Mm, to the forefront. Now, what you do with that is critical. Now that you're aware of the problem, what you do with that is critical. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people were able to get help. Some people get closer to God and some people found other things that weren't the best thing for them. Right, right. 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 And so did you see, uh, and I'm assuming that during that, the, the height of the pandemic that um, you, you had to resort to doing a lot of online counseling. Um, did you see the number of people needing counseling rise even for your own practice? Oh, yes, definitely. The number of people and um, more even specifically the number of colored people. Mm, okay. okay. I've been in the business in my private practice since 2005. And back then I might've had, I don't know, 2%, 1% black people. I don't know. Just very rare. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But now all of a sudden um, people of color are coming Uh and they're like, I'm wanting help. Part of it, of course, was um, everything about black lives movement, just a variety of different things, Mm -hmm. dealing with grief and loss. I mean, for some of us, we lost a lot. Right. And how do we deal with that? You know, and you, um, and I pray and a lot of people pray and they're like, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, but I can't, I'm still stuck. Mm. Why? You know, I'm asking God for help and I'm right. still stuck, yeah. you know? So it is good sometimes to get professional help. Right. 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 So is there, is there a point where a person or a um, minister, pastor, or just a fa- concerned family member would see that? okay, maybe they need a professional um, professional counselor in this case because this is going a bit far. 
what are some of those symbols or, or I would say signals that would be sent out that's like, okay, we need to take this to someone externally rather than trying to do it yourself? So for the sense of depression, when you're not getting out of bed, doing mm-hmm. things for yourself, when you're not taking a shower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I take care of your personal stuff when you're not um, reaching out to anybody. Mm-hmm. You're so, and then the anxiety, when you're so stuck in your head, you're overwhelmed, you're, you're shaky. Sometimes your heart is pounding so much. Wow. Um, for sometimes depression may look a little different sometimes in some people, and especially in men, when you get angry over very small things, mm-hmm. you know, you're breaking things, your voices shutting down, or maybe you're drinking more than you even thought you would need to be drinking mm-hmm. because you're just so emotional. Right. Right. Um, those are the times where you may need to ask for professional help. Okay. So let me, let me ask you this. Um, and you mentioned sometimes with men, I'm assuming that it's harder for men and maybe that's not true, but I'm assuming it's harder for men to reach out and ask for professional help. Um, what would you say to some of the loved ones to, that have um, men in their family that, that, that they really want them to seek help? How do they approach them or what, what suggestions would you might have for them? So um, a variety of things. And since this is a Christian show yep. that yep, sometimes yep. I bring the Bible into it, um, uh-huh. I remind people that even Jesus had someone help him carry the cross. Well, that's true. And that's it was good. a stranger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how important that is mm-hmm. and the other thing that i also remind people um talking about jesus since i'm on that topic at the moment mm-hmm. um the jesus if you notice he did not heal 24 7 mm, that's right he wasn't preaching or healing 24 7 right right there was times that he was off on the boat right. by himself or off on the hill right and i asked people why do you think that happened i go i'm talking about jesus now uh-huh. And they're like, they don't know this and that. And then I remind people that Jesus had a human body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and we right. have human bodies. Right. And sometimes right. we work, 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 but we don't know how to take breaks. We That's don't know true. how to rest. Yeah. You know, and especially as Black people, men or women, we've been trained to work, work, work. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, sometimes we take on so much that we can I put it? We overexhaust ourselves. And mm-hmm. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Where I've been exhausted talking to God. God, I'm just feeling exhausted. I'm doing this, this. I'm helping this person. I'm helping this person. And he goes, hey, but I didn't tell you to do that. And I go, but God. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which I learned that you've got to really pray about everything. Mm-hmm. And so even in the sense of getting help, pray about it. Ask God, you know, open the door, bring someone into my life. Let me see a flyer or something that tells me where I should go next because I do need it. I can't do it on my own. Right. That's good. That's good. And so, and and then let me, let me take that whole thought to a a specific category. You know, one of the things, um, you know, about a year ago, my um, 98, almost 99 year old uh, father passed. But what happened is I noticed when the pandemic started, that isolation for an elderly person be, was not good. You could see things changing because a lot of them, and which I always tell people about uh, encouraging to speak to and spend time with elderly folks because that keeps them going. But when they're isolated, that begins to be a problem. Have you heard people talk about that, seen that, or any any insight that you could give us on 
you know, not only recognizing it, but what things, you know, we should do to kind of help in those cases. Well, yes, because we're social human beings. We were born connected to something. Mm -hmm. So, or connected to a person. So when we're isolated, um, they have nothing to challenge their mind. That's true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing new is coming in. Right. Right. And so their mind is starting to shut down. And if they're um, something just watching news, 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 oh news. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> the trauma of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or you get into your mind that, you know, no one cares, you know, doesn't matter, this or that. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a sad thing. So if you have a senior citizen that's in your family, call them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they love letters, as you guys know. Yes, right. no one writes letters and that right. kind of stuff. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Do whatever you can to make that connection. Right, that's good, and I would agree because um, we we learned those to stop relying on the postal system and those who work for the postal system. Forgive me. It's just that the delays sometimes that have been happening have been major. So uh, we, of course, learned to do the phone uh, with the, with him and some others. We taught those who could to try to figure out how to do a video conference thing. Yes, yes. And so it was funny because for some of the folks, and there's been several folks that we've worked with to do that, it was almost like, wow, hi, you can see me? You know, one of those type <laughs> yes. of things. But it was something that kind of challenged, and that was good too. So yes. let me switch a little bit slightly. So going back to intimacy, so tell everybody, you wrote a book, your initial book, Tell us a little bit about that book and and what kind of impact have you heard from folks who have read it? So that book is um, Improving Intimacy, Self-Spirit and Spouse. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I created that first book is to show how it's all connected, okay? Okay? Because some people thought, oh my gosh, you can't mix God and sex together. Right, right, right. (laughs) Even though he he created it, okay? Right, right, (laughs) exactly. Yes, yes. And so when you incorporate your higher power, and I call him God, when you incorporate your higher power into your intimate life, um, that helps you in a variety of different ways. It can help you knowing if it's the right partner, X, Y, Z. It can also help you in bringing compassion for your partner, because God can tell you things about your partner you never really thought about, right? Right. Um, Also, in the sense of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because many people, how can I put it? They do so much for other people that they forget to love themselves. Well, look, I'll just do it this way. Say that again, because that is so true that people don't think about that. Yeah. And so the greatest second commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. Right. So you do so many other things, but you've got to love you. And right. if you don't love you, and then whether your partner says all this loving thing here, you can't fully appreciate it. That's right. That is so powerful right there. Now, yes. and so I, I I cheated a little bit, not really, but I'm joking. I cheated a little bit and saw that one of the things you had was kind of like a retreat spa type thing. Um, and it seemed like that was something aimed at people starting to love themselves and understand themselves and things like that. Is that true? Did I interpret it right? Oh, yes. My other thing is called vacation counseling. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. We do one couple at a time. Um, you come here to Southwest Florida. And when we work with a couple, we work with the couple and the individual. Okay. Okay. Working with you, connecting with yourself. Uh-huh. 
which is really important, and the spirit, and of course, your partner. Because sometimes in some relationships, when you work with couples, some couple relationships have become so unhealthy mm. that there's so much um, negative comments going back and forth, and even the person thinking themselves negative, that right. they're slowly dying. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so we teach them the importance of loving yourself, and loving yourself does not mean you have pride. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's I appreciating where God has put you, accepting your life, and being okay with that. And learning how to also communicate because many of us have um, sometimes not seen healthy relationships in life. Right, right. You know, but I always ask, what did you see growing up? What did you see growing up? Yes. <laughs> and so we don't know what to do when we get disappointed or we feel shameful or we feel upset. So we just act out or we shut down and okay. we think those are the only things you can do. Okay. So how do you, okay, let's say someone has gotten to the point where they're shutting down. How do you turn the light bulb back on or the energy back on? And I don't want you to give all your secrets and everything. I'm not saying all that. No, but yeah. just in general, like what are some things that people that are listening should be aware of that maybe they can themselves do these things that kind of help the person they're seeing shutting down right in front of their eyes? Okay, so when you're um, in a relationship and someone is shutting down, um, I call it, they're getting flooded. Um, for many people, it's, you need to give them some space. When someone is flooded and you're yelling and screaming, <laughs> they can't hear what you're saying, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> when, you're, when you're feeling like you're starting to shut down, um, whether you need to take a little, what I call timeout, which is fine. Sometimes it's good to journal, hmm. okay. write things down, even if it's the most negative thing. That's getting it out because other than that, you're stuffing it. You can throw that, you can throw that away. Okay. Okay. Or it. even um, whether you call some, someone else or just go in your car and just, you let it all out, yeah. you know, screaming, yell, yell it, <laughs> let it all out. Right. Another great avenue that most people don't think about is working out, sweating it out. Oh, so if okay. you're not one who can talk it out, go, go for a run. Okay. Let's, let's get, get rid of some of this negativity. Okay. Yes. Um, our mind is a, it's a thing that's always going. We have 7,000 thoughts that come in our mind, you know? Wow. Okay. Yes. So sometimes- you mean in the course of one day? In the course of one day. Yeah. We wow. have 7,000 thoughts that come through wow. and okay. some of it is negative. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's all of us. That's even me. Yeah. Yeah. I could be thinking and it's something like, oh, what if I hit this person? But some of us would take that and say, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad person. I just thought of that. And, and they, you know, dissect themselves and I must be anti. So let that thought just go by. It's just a thought. Right. It doesn't mean that's who you are. That's okay. number one. Number two is, this is the most important thing out of everything that I, I need to say. Stop saying negative things to yourself. Mm. Do not put yourself down no matter what. Wow. Okay. No matter what the world makes. The world may talk about you, uh -huh. your spouse, your kids, but do not put yourself down because wow. you cannot divorce yourself. Oh, that's true. That is really true. <laughs> you're going to be with you for the right. rest of your life. Right. Right. So you're like, well, April, I make mistakes. I make mistakes too. I fall. So what we did say is where I'm a work in progress. I'm going to get up and I'm going to try better, but yeah. I am not going to talk bad stuff about April. Uh -huh. Because what, what does it do? 
nothing destroys, right? It destroys, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's two yeah. parts of you sitting there in the conflict. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> wow. And you know, so many people do that. And it's funny, um, both in the, in the secular world where I work and in the ministry world, I run across a lot of people, different backgrounds, different everything, and which right. is great. But you hear the conversations, how they view themselves or speak about themselves. And I, I listen at times like, wow, they're really stepping hard on themselves. They don't even realize it. And then what I find or I see is that they begin to act out. They don't know it. The things they just said about themselves. Exactly. And this is like, a, it keeps on going. Exactly. And uh, an example of this, um, I'm going to bring up the Bible again, sure. is Peter and Judas. Uh-huh. They both sinned. Yeah. Yeah. When we talk about, um, you know, before Jesus died, uh-huh. one of them denied him, one of them sold him for 30 pieces of silver. But the difference is Peter prayed, went back with his fellows, you know, and went on with his life. Judas got stuck up here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He put aside putting himself down, got into this whole guilt mind, didn't even use the money, you know, right, didn't buy right. It. <laughs> right, that's true. But the guilt is what killed him. Mm. Because he got stuck. I don't want people to be stuck like that. Yeah. When you know better, you do better. If you make a mistake, it's okay. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this week's Make It Plain podcast. Join us again next week for the next part of the discussion.